Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Brianna Bell. Welcome to It's Black and White. Uh, if it's your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back, friends and family. I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, a question that just popped through my head right now is, I wonder how many of you guys already know my intro, like, to the T. I'm so curious, like... <laughs> How many of you guys know it? So God is so good. Um, I didn't know what to talk about today. And I was like, Lord, I don't even have notes. Like I have words for YouTube, um, but I don't really have anything to like talk about because I don't want to be too repetitive. Right. And so God was like setting boundaries. I was like, that's a good one. Um, so that's what I'm gonna talk to you guys about how God taught me how to, right? And yeah, so Father, we just thank you so much for being so awesome. We thank you, Father God, for loving us and keeping us in your mercies. God, I pray um, over every single person who's listening because someone who clicked this probably does need to know like how to do this in a in an actual way father in a well, I can't think of the word yes well I just pray father God that you just have your way God just take over the the podcast and just use my mouth God I just want to be your vessel I just want the person who's listening to to get whatever it is is on your heart and help them however they need it, God. In Jesus' name, we give you all the honor and all the glory always, 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 and forever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. You guys, I've been feeling like, I feel like I've been growing closer to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. God gave me a dream that I graduated. And, um... I graduated, but I didn't feel like I was excited that I was graduating, like I was getting my robe and all that, but um, I felt like I didn't do as well as I could have. And when I woke up, uh, God said, you are perfect the way you are. And I was like, okay. But I think in that dream, it was, um, God was revealing, I still had some wounds, like, some wounds from childhood from feeling like I didn't do enough. So I guess I need to go back and really heal on the fact that I was a mom at 16 and I didn't graduate and do certain things. Like I really need to go back and and heal and close that up or clean it out rather. And um yeah, accept for, accept it for what it is because to be honest with you guys, had I gone the route that I wanted to go, you know, and I didn't have my son at 16. I mean, I could not say that I'd be here. So that's how amazing God is. He takes like our uglies. He takes our mistakes and he uses it, you know, because he's just that amazing. So let me get to what, we he- what we're here for. So boundaries, setting boundaries. Um, I didn't know... Hold on, I'm about to get comfortable. <laughs> okay. I I did not know that I had a problem with setting boundaries or if that was even a thing. You know, I thought setting boundaries was cutting people off when they did something wrong. You know, um, and I went through a lot of pain and betrayal and whatever, just a lot. And so even so, 
even in relationships that are supposed to be healthy, I realize I struggle with with boundaries. Like I could tell y'all now, I used to not be able to say no to my mom. And it took me moving to Texas to now be like, oh no. I say no, not just when I can't do it. Because I used to be the person where I knew that I couldn't, but I would still overwhelm myself, overload myself, and stretch myself extra thin because I wanted that person to be happy or have what they needed. I I wanted to feel like I was valued, right? Um, And even when I didn't feel like it, maybe I just wanted to chill. I still say yes, okay? And so now it's like, if I can't do it, it's no. And if I don't want to do it, it's no. And I don't feel any guilt or shame about it (laughs) because self-care is more important. Like, how can you be your best you, right, when you're not loving yourself? Something that God, um, too, helped me with keeping boundaries was that the order of life should be the Lord, right, loving God, loving you, and then loving others. So serving God, serving yourself, then serving others. Like, because you can't be your best you. Even so, um, I used to feel guilty for needing a break from my children. Good Lord. Like, the enemy will make you feel like you're a crappy mom because you want a break from your kids. Uh-uh. Like, that's just setting boundaries for you, for self-care. And how I see, see it is I need to recharge, because I'm on E, right? Or I need to refuel because I'm on E. And if I'm running on fumes, like there's a potential of me, you know, snapping and just not be, I can't be a better mom. How am I going to be patient with my child and I'm exhausted? Or how am I going to be able to mother my child properly or my children, I should say, properly and I'm over here frustrated and agitated because I don't have enough me time. You know, like God is just so good. Like that self-care is so real. And I think setting boundaries is a part of self-care. You love yourself. Like, so I was reading this book. I forgot what it's called. It's a popular book. Um, If you type it in um, Amazon, it's probably gonna pop right up. It's called Boundaries. And I think it's like knowing when to say no or learning how to say no or something like that. But there's a pencil. It's like a red pencil. And it's like a line being drawn. I mean, some some of y'all probably know what I'm, exactly what I'm talking about. But if not, it was a really good book. And so, yeah. So if you're struggling with it, um, I can definitely just give you guys some tips on what God has shown me. This is nef- it's not. I'm not going in depth or anything like that. I feel like I don't really go in depth too much. Like I know there's so many people who teach and they probably got like a three hour video on how to have boundaries. Or like I said, this book that I read is, it goes way deeper than what y'all about to hear today. Okay. But this is just, this could be a start, right? This could be a start, something to (laughs) change your perspective or, you know, break some things off of you, you know, so you could just exhale like, whew. Okay, so it's not just me. <laughs> so the very first thing that I that God had me do in order to be able to set boundaries was to forgive. Like I needed to forgive people and myself. So I'll start with me. I needed to forgive me for not 
loving and caring about me. You know, um, something God had, uh, revelation gave me was like, Brie, you've been loyal to everybody but yourself. Like I was always there for everybody but myself. If, if someone needed me, I come running, but I never came running for me. You know, so if it's like I'm feeling, you know, disrespected or I'm feeling any kind of way, I wasn't helping me. I wasn't guarding me. And it's something that I think we do without even thinking about it, you know, and it was God who brought that revelation. It was like, man, I do need to learn how to be my own best friend. So I had to forgive me for not loving me, for not valuing me, right? Or being the person that I am to others to myself, right? So that was the very first thing is I needed to forgive me and forgive yourself for even and, and show grace on yourself for just not knowing better. Because honestly, I know it's not just me, but we're not really taught this. You know, a lot of us aren't taught how to really set boundaries, like not for real, for real. So I had to forgive myself for just just not knowing. And I didn't have people who who could explain or show me how, right? Um, also forgiving others. So say this is what it was for me. Like, um, I don't think my mother or my family or my friends did it intentionally because the thing is this, who, if who's going to turn down something that's free, you know? Like, so what I mean is like, I can't get mad at people who took advantage of me because I let them. So I had to forgive these people for taking advantage of me, right? And again, forgiving myself for allowing them. But it's like, I, that is the truth. Like, and I think I'm getting ahead of myself because I was also going to say it's understanding why. Okay, I am getting ahead of myself. So let me back up. So forgiving people for taking advantage of me. Um, and these are people who probably didn't do it on purpose, but it's so important to still forgive them because even if someone did something on accident or without thinking, it's still hurtful towards you. And we don't think that because sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I'm not tripping off of that. And God will show me you are tripping off that <laughs> because I think silently I'm like, why ask me for so much and you know I got kids? Or why ask me for so much when you know the X, Y, and Z? You know I don't really have money like that and you still asking me. Or, you know, all these things that like reserves that I had that I didn't even know that I had. And so that's why I think it's so important to forgive these people who did these things even though you felt like you were okay with doing it or you didn't know. Um, Another... Um, side of forgiveness was forgiving those who did you wrong and you knew that they were doing you wrong. You knew they were taking advantage of you, but you still say yes, right? That is a big one because a lot of people, these people could still be in your life. And I think that was my intro. I'm so sorry. So if you are dealing with people, like this is for those who are living with people or you have to deal with people. It could be a work, uh, someone you work with, someone you live with, um, it could be your mother, your parents, right? Cause you, you know, your parents, you, you talk to them, they in your life, you know, it could be your children. It, even if y'all not together, y'all got kids together. Whew. I'm praying for you because it's like when you have kids with someone and y'all not together, it's so messy. Like, so this should help you with setting boundaries, right? So 
Anyway, um, so yeah, it's so important that you forgive even the ones who who took advantage of you because there's a lot of pain in that. And so what God had me do was write it down. So this is an exercise I just want to throw in there because um, I don't know, it's something about doing things in the physical too that would translate in the spirit. So this is a really break you free. At least it did for me. I even have my children do this. Um, it's a little tedious, but hey, okay. <laughs> so you'll get a piece of paper uh huh, and you will write out what it is that this person did. So it could be um, just being specific. I forgive this person for taking advantage of me, you know, when I was at my lowest, okay? Being there as, as specific as you can be. And this might take time. For me, I remember when God initially had me do this, it took a it took days, I believe. I think it took about three days of me doing this. No, I wasn't sitting there, you know, the whole time, but I'm just saying it took like every day he was showing me more and more that I needed to forgive people for. And so now I do it. I Well, I should do it daily. I'll be honest with you. I haven't. But I do it more um, frequently than I used to because I don't want that buildup of me having unforgiveness. And so after writing it out, I literally say it out loud, right, that I forgive this person for this and this. And then I tear the paper up. Oh, and I, it's the tearing of the paper for me. Like, it's like, it does something. Like, I really feel like, okay, the unforgiveness is broke. It's like, you you let them go. Like, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you go. Like, you don't owe me an apology. You don't owe me anything. That's really what forgiveness is and really meaning it, right? And so you just charge it to Jesus. And God gives you back whatever it is that that person took from you right? So yeah, that was the exercise that I did. And the reason why forgiveness is so important is because what I've noticed is whenever I had unforgiveness uh, towards somebody, um, it was like a open gate. Like it prevented me from setting boundaries because on one way, if I didn't have, if I didn't have forgiveness, I was feeling the need to still please this person. So then there was no, there was no, no, for some reason it was like, I couldn't say no, you know, I don't know if it was a guilt thing or anything like that. I didn't process that too deeply. I just noticed like, if I didn't forgive this person and they called me, I would still stay in like the same, the same cycle. And then on the other side, if I had unforgiveness, I was still allowing people to take my peace. I was still allowing people to move me and get me flustered because I like, to be honest with you, I felt like I hated these people. Like the people who were wicked, the people who were mean, the people who just wicked. Like, I'm gonna just leave it at that. The evil people that I had in my life who knew better and still treated me poorly, I... I had so much anger, right? Well, unforgiveness that it was like they still had access to me, 
right? And that's what we want. We want boundaries. We want to have peace of mind, really. It starts in our mind. We don't want to be moved. Like, I don't want my heart racing every single time this person texts me, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't want my heart racing every single time this name is brought up. Like, I don't want that. I want to be free. And so it brings me to the second point was after you've forgiven them, and this might take, okay, let me back up. Yeah, after you forgive them, you want to have some understanding, whether it's on the the more, like the good side. It's not really good, but like I told you, people who have taken advantage of me and they only did it because I let them, you know. So it wasn't like they were trying to be manipulative and stuff, but it was like I was asking them to. I don't know, like I don't want to get too deep into that, but you want understanding. So like I said before. God showed me that, Brie, the reason why certain people took advantage of you is because you let them. And the reason why you let them is because you didn't know how to place boundaries, right? And why I didn't know how or even tried to place boundaries was because I had, uh, I was insecure. I was insecure because I faced a lot of rejection. I faced a lot of rejection because the enemy was trying to keep me in this place of being a slave to people instead of being a servant to God. So I wanted to, to serve people. And I had more of, uh, yeah, it was almost like people acceptance of people was a God more than the living God. Like, that's what I wanted. That's what gave me life is people validating me instead of me getting validated by God. And why was that was because I didn't know who I was. So it was like layers and layers and layers. And so then I was able to understand, okay, I can't hold somebody to something that I let them do. Really. Right. Then on the other side, people who knew better. And for me, what was really hurtful was people who claimed to love God did me the worst, you know? So that was a really hard thing for me or, or the ones who claimed to love me did me the worst, like handled me the worst, you know, like people who knew my deepest pains and people who knew my wounds and things like my background they still treated me and handled me incorrectly, like intentionally, right? So again, with understanding, God had to show me, again, the enemy was using these people, but why were they able to be used in such a wicked way was it it revealed to me that they had very deep, deep wounds, deep cuts, deep pain. And I'm not justifying how they treated me. Absolutely not. But how can someone who is bitter and rotten inside give you freshness like and give you purity and give you living water? Like how can someone give you that and they don't have any of it? So it was me understanding these people. So with me knowing these things and, and listen, I guess God trusts me on certain levels because God will show me some people's like deep, dark secrets, like things that that that's just deep dark secrets and so it's like oh, okay that's that is deep so then it's like okay I understand why this person moves the way they do because they haven't healed from that and I get it because it's some it's painful stuff sometimes I don't understand why God showed me certain things like people being raped and stuff because I wasn't I wasn't raped not like you know 
I was raped by a demon before, but I wasn't raped like in the natural. So that's like, sometimes it's kind of weird to me when God shows me stuff like that. Um, the only thing that I think is because I'm an intercessor, like I'm a prayer warrior, warrior. Ugh. Sorry, y'all. I don't know. My tongue is like being lazy. Okay. So, yeah. So maybe that's why, but God would show me these things in people. And then it's like, okay, understanding. I don't know if God would show you that deep of an issue or whatever, but God can simply just show you that this person's broken. And honestly, that it don't even have to be that deep. You can tell when someone's broken just by their fruit. Someone who's constantly criticizing you or people. Someone who's constantly comparing themselves, right? Someone who's constantly, you know, just being negative, petty, petty. You know, like you can see by the fruit and the fruit is is not someone's shortcoming because we all fall short. The fruit is what do you see consistently? Because that's the tree. They're always lying. They're always deceiving. They're always putting people down. They're always manipulating. They are, they're always being negative. Like that is the fruit. So you don't even have to go that deep. Maybe God will show you for deeper understanding, but even that should be enough for you to be like, okay, you can't expect an orange from an apple tree. Like it's kind of like that. So it was me understanding the truth receiving the truth because I wrote this in my book too that I didn't want to believe what people showed me (laughs) I just didn't want to believe what people showed me because I knew then I would have to like I knew it would be now my responsibility to make a decision you know and that was from a level of brokenness so I don't want to believe this person is using me because I I want to feel accepted I don't want to feel like I was played this whole time. So understanding, okay? After you understand, and this isn't like the way that I'm giving this, everyone's journey and how the the time limit is different. So I know for me, all this, the healing took, uh, it was like a course of really two years, it was two years because there were a lot of crying. It was a lot of crying. It was a lot of things. It was funny because God even showed me things that I didn't even notice when, um, because I was just blinded. I was naive. So he showed me things that I even missed because I needed to mourn those things. I needed to grieve. Um, we don't like crying, <laughs> but there was a season, I think, for months, for months, I cried for days. Like, I cried so much. You know how people say they cry so much that they, they didn't have any more tears? That wasn't me. I don't, I don't, maybe I was hydrated. I don't know, because your girl kept crying. Like, I was like, I don't want to cry anymore. You know, uh, I just kept crying. I mean, there were certain issues where I did get to that place where I didn't have any tears. So I got that, I guess. But when it was like other things that I did not want to cry about, I was still crying. Like, okay, let me just be more specific. So things regarding my husband and how our marriage went, like, and our past and stuff, I tears dried up. Eventually, I was like, I was just like, whatever. It was like another level of pain. But when he was showing me, like, people who were supposed to be my friends, my family, it was like the tears would not stop. 
<laughs> it didn't it didn't it still doesn't make sense to me, but that's just what it was. So um yeah, I cried a lot. And so again, maybe yours won't be that long. So I'm not telling you that to discourage you. I'm saying you gotta be there for you and let yourself have however long. But I do have to say this, be careful not to get too comfortable in crying and being in that low place because sometimes I think that um, the enemy is just sneaky, right? So say you've been crying, I don't know, just be mindful that you don't stay in that place because the enemy can try to keep you there and then you end up being a victim and people who, you know, have the victim mentality, like it just, it turns for, for the bad. Okay. So it's always understanding we are victorious and we all face very painful things, unfair things. No, people don't have to get it. I don't know why I heard somebody say, but you just understand like, that's that, but I face this like, okay, we're not comparing levels of pain. Okay. If God had you go through something, we all had a Job moment that was painful to us because we all have different uh, levels or different, yeah, pain levels or pain tolerance. Everyone's different. We're all designed differently. So I can't say, you know, oh, that's it. That's all. Like I used to think like that too. And God was like, that's not right. So. I'm here to say that just be careful not to stay in that place. If you're grieving, let it be grieving, but always try to climb up out. Always try to um, get out of it and know that, okay, this is just for a little bit. I just need to cry this out. I need to accept the truth, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep it pushing. Okay. All right. So anyway, so yeah. After the understanding, after the grieving, because with the crying, it also comes healing, okay? Um, Place these people where they need to be, like, accordingly. So I had a a woman of God, I um, used to talk to her, and she made a very valid point, especially since I'm a visual learner. It made so much sense to me, and she was saying how learning how to deal with people... um, what did she say? Learning how to deal with people. I can't quote it, but she said it in a way like some people you let in your house and some people you deal from like the door. You'll talk to through the door or you can only sit on the porch with them. They can't come in your house or from the driveway or from the sidewalk. Like it was just perfect. And I was like, wow, you know, because for me, it was either you in my bed or you down the street. Like I I was really black and white. (laughs) I was really black and white and I had no, um, what is the word? Like variety. I had no, um, I can't think of the word right now, but it was just so this or that either you with me or you not, you know? And I, I cut a lot of people off from that. I don't even know. I got to go back and pray. Like maybe I cut off some people that shouldn't have been cut off. I don't know, like thinking about it, because it was like, if you're not loyal like me, if you're not honest like me, if you're not open like me, if you don't treat me like how I treat you, then we are done. Like I was always like that. It was never a middle 
for me. And so God was showing me, especially since God's called, we're all called to people, right? But me ministering to people is learning how to handle people. Um, You know how like Jesus had his three, I think it was three people he was really, really close with, like, and he was personal with, right? And then there were 12 disciples though, but three of them he was really cool with. So the other nine, he wasn't. So it's like learning the balance. I didn't know how to do that. So I love that this girl showed me this because I'm like, girl, yes, like that's it. And so that's what you need to do. You know where to place people when you study them and understand their mindset, how they move, how they treat you. Because you will know how someone views you based on how they treat you. And you need discernment because I have people who said a lot. I mean, they had smooth tongues, okay? Kissing all up on me. I'm talking Judas-like, Okay kissing all up on me, not physically, but I'm saying this, they're making me feel loved. They're saying all these nice things. They're showing interest in the things that I like and where I am. They consoled me when I was down, but it really wasn't that. Like, because underneath it all, I was discerning the posture of their heart and it was for them to manipulate me. I mean, so it's so important that you use discernment. (laughs) So, hold on. Something just came up. I got to write it down. Mm. Hold on, y'all. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's so important that you pay attention to that. Okay? Um... But for the obvious, like for people that you know that are obvious, and it could even be your parents. You can be dealing with your parents from the porch. There's like, listen, we got to treat people on how they treat us because this whole title thing, and I know it's so, it could be your child. God showed me so many revelations. Not that I do that with my children, but um, God was just ministering to me that. Because there's some things that I'm trying to teach my children, and I notice like I'm no I'm there's like a um a resistance right, and I'm getting frustrated because I'm like uh uh-uh, uh there's no way I'm over here ministering to people you know I'm I'm helping people and my own kids no that's not gonna be my story right kind of thing and God is like Bree you still gotta give child or not my children still have free will. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much I'm pouring into them. They have a choice of whether they want to receive me or not, right? And so if even if it's your child that is treating you a certain way, then it's kind of like create distance, create space, create boundaries. So really, yeah. So the boundaries are so people can't hurt you. People can't move you, right? People can't distract you, whatever the case is. And so God was telling me, you can move these people around. Listen, they're in your house. Okay, you you becoming a little disrespectful. I'm going to need you to step out, okay? Right? Or you're talking to them from the porch. You see that they've been repentful. You waited. You tested this out. You asked God for confirmation. They seem like they changed. Okay, you can start letting them back in. Like, see how they do when they enter 
when they on the doorsteps, you know, let's see how they act on the porch or, you know, just testing. It's so important that you test things. That's what I've learned, right? Except God, right? We don't really test God. But anyway, so um, God was showing me that it doesn't matter who, like, don't get caught up in the titles because at the end of the day, when we all die and go to heaven, your mom is not your mom. She was a vessel who was used to birth you into this world, okay? Your husband's not your husband when you go to heaven, okay? So we cannot get too caught up in these things in the natural. And I'm not saying to be disrespectful. I'm saying this to really protect you. Remember, is God, you, then others, right? So we don't need people hurting us. It sounds crazy, but... And oh, so that's the thing I, I don't think I said... This is all mentally, by the way, okay? I'm not saying, like, you kick your kid out in the, in, the, in the physical or you kick your husband out in the physical. I'm saying this is all a mental thing, right? So I'm going to get into how, I, how to, to protect yourself and how to do it mentally. But anyway, it's just knowing where to place these people and don't forget it. Don't forget it. Don't start bringing your guards down because something I notice what the enemy does is once I make my mind up about somebody, like when I really see, okay, this is what God is showing me. God's giving me insight. The enemy will come to deceive it. So an example would be when God showed me somebody's colors, right? I had this girl I used to be cool with, right? And I was like, certain every time I got off the phone with her, I just felt weird, like off. Like, I don't know why I felt like I was like ran through like disrespected. And so I do a playback, right? God, God always does this. I replay back, uh, replay conversations. And I was like, Hmm. And God would show me that was an insult. I said, huh? And I'll keep going on. That was an insult. Like, dang, she was coming for me. I don't even know it. Right. And then God shows me something else. Like that was a sign of jealousy. She's competing with you. Like God will break these things down. And once I have my mind made up, Y'all, this has happened so many times. I understand like this is spiritual. The very next day or right after, it'll be a text like, girl, I'm so glad you're in my life. Or something to make me feel like I'm stuck. Or they trying to pull me back in or something, right? So I'm just telling you like, uh uh-uh. Trust what the Holy Spirit is telling you and you still deal and move the way God tells you to where to place this person, how to deal with this person, right? So how to do this mentally. So how God helped me was prepare. Preparation, I think we don't talk about preparation enough. Like I might do a prophetic word about that, but preparation is so important. If you don't prepare, you're going to get caught off guard. Because I know me, I got tired. Like, why keep, like, I didn't even see this coming. Like, God will show you things if you ask. You know what I mean? God is not for you having the, the rug pulled from under you either. It's just we don't ask. You know what I mean? So prepare. So first thing you will prepare for is a conversation. So you know this person, you know how they talk. Like I know a lot of people who are real gossipy. Gossipy people will ask you a lot of questions and they want you to be detailed or they create questions to have you say more than you need to say. Okay. You got to be mindful. So if you know someone is like that, sorry, if you know someone is like that, preparing a conversation, you need to write down what you're going to say. 
You need to write down the things that you're going to talk about. Like if you need to do that, say you're in, in person with them, then you need to rehearse. Rehearse. I, it sounds crazy to some, but I'm telling you, it's going to help you. I know like, okay, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about this. So I said, God, I, cause the thing about me, um, I'm very forward and that can come off very rude. So I was like, God, I need you to soften my answers. So Holy Spirit, give me the words, like the transitions, like how do I navigate? You know what I mean? How I'm, how do I move around so I, I can avoid this? Like, I don't want them to get offended, but I don't want them in my business. So I need you to help me. God will give you the words. He's done it so many times for me. I was like, your girl's not that smart. This is Holy Spirit. I know it's Holy Spirit. And just wait. God will give you the answers. Just wait. Like, just don't panic. You prayed about it. Just wait. It's going to hit you. Like, boom. God going to be like, say this. Or it might come out while you're talking. But God has you, okay? Planning your conversations, okay? Another thing. Forgive people ahead of time. This is really good for those that you live with. It could be your kids, your parents, your boss, somebody you work with. You know, you people you can't avoid. So you know how they are. So I started forgiving people for insulting me before they did it because I knew like every single time we get into a disagreement, then you want to bring up my parenting skills or you want to bring up you know, how seasoned I am or not in the word, like, you know, like those types of things. And then too, I'll say a side note is making sure you are allowing God to pour into you the truth about you. Okay. Cause the enemy's going to try to move you with lies. If you believe the lie, then you're going to get bothered. So if you don't believe the lie, it's like, okay. And it's so funny because when you forgive ahead of time, um, cause I ask God to show me sometimes like how, like, what is this person going to say or what are they going to do? What should I be on the lookout for? And God will tell you like, oh, they're going to they're gonna say this about you. They're going to talk about your ministry. They, <laughs> they're going to talk about your character. They're going to bring up something from your past. So when God tells me that and it actually happens, it's funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's not, right? Because no one likes to be insulted. But it's funny because I'm like, oh, I knew you were going to say that. So it's something about having that, right? Oh, and I forgot to say this. When you plan your conversation, it's so important to have control over how this is. And I don't mean control over like in a witchcraft way. I'm saying it's like, don't let this person dominate the conversation. Because I notice people who who dominate the conversation, it kind of leaves you like, you're going at their pace. You're talking about things that you want to talk about. And look, you might have to be forward with some people and just say, I'd rather not talk about that. And y'all know how demons are. Demons get bothered when you say no to them. So they might respond in a, um, in a childish way. But you understand that that's a demon throwing a tantrum because it's not getting its way. So don't like, it's all a mental thing. It's all a mental thing. Okay. Um, another thing too, if you can't just avoid the person, just avoid them. If you got to drop your kids off, like, okay, here's the kids. Love, make it all about the kids. Love you kids. Like, and don't be disrespectful. You could look up to the, the mother or the father of your child and say, Hey, hi, bye. Don't ask how they're doing because that's like you're opening yourself up for whatever it is that they got to say. Bye. Have a good one. Uh, you know, just be polite. Keep it going. 
I too say fake it till you make it because I've been in situations where I was not happy with my husband and I was transitioning, but I didn't need him to know that I was upset because you don't, some, you don't need them to know what's bothering you because that gives the enemy too much power. So I had to fake it till I make it. Hey, life is good over here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> have a good one. Bye. Like sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. Like don't, Drop your kids off and you looking sad and miserable. Uh Uh-uh. Put that smile on. As soon as you pull off, the waterworks came. Okay? That was me. But you're not going to see me crying. (laughs) I'm trying to tell y'all. So another thing um, is with placing them accordingly, right, is protecting your energy. I'm not even going to open myself up to things that you don't need to know about. So I know certain people, I'm not going to talk about my ministry. I'm just not. Like, you know what I mean? You see whatever you see, but you will not know what my next moves are, right? Um, And it is a dance because you don't like, especially when there's people you don't like, but which I feel like this is more geared towards the people that we don't like, we've already, or, or people we don't care for, right? People who, do, who, who don't mean us well. Now, the people we already talked about who took advantage of us was because we let them. So we don't really have so much against them. I mean, I don't know. That's just me. So that's why this is geared towards more people who is like, ugh. You know, you feel like, ugh, okay? So protecting your energy, um, and these people you might have to talk to, look, we're not talking about, oh, I already said that, right? Planning your conversation, but say you're in front of them or you have to deal with them. I'm a talker and um, what it was was God said, just be quiet. Like, don't speak until you're spoken to. Because I've noticed like, this is how the enemy works. If you give him power, he he gonna do whatever he could do. So I've been in situations where I was like, okay, God, I'm I'm ready. I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna let these people move me. I'm I'm gonna be positive. We all know the elephant in the room. We don't we're not feeling each other for multiple reasons. But since I'm here, I'm gonna make the best out of it. So I'm just gonna talk. I'm gonna say whatever, y'all. I I would say something and I would get completely ignored. <laughs> Like, I know you heard me. That right there, I just gave them too much energy. I gave them power, you know? So God said, I told you, just don't speak until you're you're spoken to. And it's weird. Like, God, you just want me to sit here and be quiet? Yeah. Now, look, talk to your kids or talk to your husband or, or whoever, right? Listen, we have phones, Glory be to God. We have cell phones now. It's so easy for you to be alone, but not be alone. Okay. Go ahead and pull up one of girl Brianna's videos or something. Okay. <laughs> Read a post. Uh, even so, what I usually do is I pull up my Bible. You're not like the God is with you. The Holy Spirit is right there. So it's just kind of like keeping everything cool and calm they ask you a question, you know it's laced with insults, okay? They're being passive aggressive. Just smile and respond and leave it like that, you know, because vengeance is the Lord, okay? And and the whole goal is I'm not giving you power. That is a boundary. I am not about to let you 
get me upset. I'm not about to let you um, pull me from under God. No, I'm not going to do that because of your misery and your brokenness and, and your rotten stuff that you got inside of you. Okay. I'm not going to let you have that power. That's pretty much what it is. So you protect your energy like that. And however God tells you, like I said, I can't go into depth. I'm already 43 minutes in, y'all, okay? So it's like God will give you the details that you need and he will show you because we all go through different things. Yeah, y'all can relate to what I'm saying, but I know it's probably not for everyone the same exact thing. So just, hey, put on another thing I like to do is put praise and worship on I always have it everywhere I go. It could be my phone or something. I have it on low. It'll be, um, what is it caught in worship? Because it's just a natural worship. Like people are just singing from the moves of God, right? Or I'll have whatever gospel song that I like playing in the background because I understand like I'm going to set this atmosphere one way or the other. Listen, I'm light, Okay. When, when light comes in, darkness has to back up. And so that is the energy that I have. It's not in a cocky way, but it's kind of like, look, I'm not letting you pull me down. I'm not letting you dim my light or put it out. No. So, you know, it's easier said than done. We all know that. And it takes practice. Okay. Uh, but you can definitely do it. This is what setting boundaries. So then God is saying to be patient with yourself. So this is a perfect transition. I literally just said like it takes practice. So you might not succeed the first time. I'll be the first to tell you it took a long time for me to get to this place and I'm still not perfect. I'm still not perfect. But now I know because I gave this word, I could look out for something stupid to happen to some sometime today. I can most definitely look out for that. And I used to be afraid of that. Like, because fear would run me like, no, Brie, if you say that, then now you're going to have extra warfare coming. Whatever. Like, I'll pray against it ahead of time. But if it comes, then I know. When people are coming at you crazy, when people are just being ridiculous, that is your cue to exit. Okay. That's I'm leaving. I'm going to leave this. And if I can't physically leave, I'm checking out in my mind. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going to respond to this. Um, I'm not going to have this conversation. Okay. And make sure it's so, and that's why it's just, it's, it's practice. And it's practice because it took a minute for me to really check out like, and not even, have my energy involved because you can, I mean, my emotions, because you can say it, you can say exactly what I'm saying to you and your voice is shaky or your volume <laughs> is increasing. And those are signs of emotion. So it, it wouldn't even matter if you're saying this because now like this person can see, oh, you're getting angry and that's just what they want. So it takes practice to really being like, look, and it goes back to understanding. Never forget, if this person is just trying to get you upset, they are projecting their pain. They're trying to project their pain on you. They're trying to project the hate of themselves on you. You know, their bitterness on you. Misery loves company. So if I know all these facts, I literally have to like, 
huddle up with myself and have this game plan ready. Okay? It's like chess, really. And God spoke a lot to me about chess. I know all these things. Like, I'm thinking ahead of time. I know this person, how they move. They're probably going to say this to me. And then they're probably going to do this to me because they're going to want me to respond like this. No. Take your control back. Put up these boundaries. I'm not even going to go there with you. Okay? So, yeah. Okay. So, that's also what God was saying. Be patient with yourself because you have a good heart. You have a good heart and you've been through a lot. So it's understandable why this would hurt, why this is annoying, why you would feel however you feel. But understand God's using this to strengthen you. God told me like, Brie, you're tripping off your family. But the reason why I'm allowing all this, because when when the same things happen, because the same demon going to try to pop up. Through people who aren't even related to me, it won't even hurt as bad. It's almost like, oh, that's all you got. Like, it'll be so easy to brush that off. Being ignored, being overlooked, being insulted in like such a cunning way that it was made for you. So only you heard the insult in that while everybody else thought it was just something normal. Like those types of things, okay, is really gaining that mental strength. And that's how we set boundaries. Like I see, I acknowledge, and um, I rebuke that. (laughs) I'm not going there kind of thing. We have good hearts. So I know for people who have good hearts, sometimes like we, we tend, not all of us, tend to be sensitive. And so when we're sensitive, the enemy knows that. (laughs) So he's going to, he going to try to rock the boat, all right? Um, last thing was owning what's yours. So for people who are very close to you and they know a lot about you, might try to pull and bring up things from the past. You got to know how to own what's yours. This is how you set boundaries. I'm not that person anymore. If somebody wants to call me a hoe, right? I'm like... That was 18, 19, 20-year-old Brianna. Like, I'm not her. That's like almost 10 years. Over 10 years ago. That's not me. I'm not going to own that. Okay? If someone sit here and try to say you're a lazy, bummy mom because, you know, you don't spend a lot of time with your children... All right, you might be going through something like a separation or verbal, like abuse, mental abuse. You might, here we go. You are in, you may be in a narcissistic relationship. It makes sense why you can't be the best mother you can be. It makes sense because you can just be mentally draining. I mean, drained from what you're facing. You're not a, you're not a bummy mom. Okay. You're a mother who needs rest. All right. What was else somebody told me? Um, I'm trying to think of different things or scenarios um, that might be true. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Holy Spirit. Say you had a bad day and you snapped and people say, see, you are a fake Christian. <laughs> That used to get me every time. And so God was like, why is the same old crusty button keep getting you? <laughs> you you a fake Christian. And what it was is because um, I, I was even being hard on myself. So that's why I believed 
what the enemy said. So you are not a fake Christian just because you fell short and you cussed somebody smooth out. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying you should do that, but you're not just out here cursing people out. So owning what's yours is you processing. Well, why did you cuss them out? Because they were egging you on, right? They've been provoking you since last week and you kept giving it to God and you finally blew up. Now look, owning what's ours. So we know, God, I need to deal with anger, but don't be hard on yourself and believe the lie because the enemy did that just so you can respond, just so he can put that on you. You see what I'm saying? Like it was all a setup. Now God allowed it. So then you too know, all right, I still need to work on this, but don't be hard on yourself. Don't discount yourself as if you're not a real Christian. It's not that deep. It is not that deep. It's just you fail. You fail. You slipped. You get back up and it's forgiven. For real, okay? Um, then there's going to be people too that might say stuff like, why are you acting funny? Because remember, we're placing people in certain places now. Like, I'm not telling you stuff that's going on in my marriage anymore. So people might come up and they're used to you gossiping to them. And telling them, and so they're like, "Hey, so I won't say gossiping because you're probably venting, but they are seeing it as gossip." Um, I had a testimony where I told you guys I had a friend I used to confide in, and when I, I, she never helped me. She just listened, and it was like you would think that's that's what you want until it's like she was just sucking it up like a sponge. Like she wasn't giving me anything to work with except the girl. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Like what girl, you're not, you're not giving me anything. So one day she slipped up and, um, she's saying, okay, girl, what's the tea? My pain is your tea? Like, no. So when you're seeing like now you got to set up boundaries because this friend just wants to be entertained by your pain, you stop telling her stuff and she going to feel some type of way. Why are you acting funny? You know, like, oh, I'm not acting funny. I just don't really have anything to talk about. Well, what happened with such and such? I remember last time you told me such and such. Like, girl, I don't even know. Or whatever. Like, ask Holy Spirit, give me the transition. Give me the words to transition about this conversation or off this topic. Because I don't want to, you know, I was so, I was the type of person, it was so easy to get me trapped into things. And then I get off the phone and I'm kicking myself like, dang, why did I say that? Why did I say that? right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Put up the boundaries. Like, Just know this is how the enemy works. He's a liar. Just know what's you and what's not you. You know, I, I, I accepted that. Yeah, you know, I do still have anger issues. And God, I need you to help me with that. And so I made the, the, the decision to intentionally work on it. It's a difference between saying God's not through with me yet and you're not even trying to change versus you realize, okay, this still triggers me. This still sets me off. This button is still active. God, I need you to deactivate this because I don't want to get upset every single time somebody says this to me. So Lord, heal me, free me, get on a fast. Um, How God delivers me a lot of the times Lately, it's like I said, through counsel where God would show me with understanding. 
and or lately he'll have me study scripture. So I just go online and say scriptures about blah blah blah. And it could be 10, 20, 40 scriptures. I would read them until I am filled in understanding and I just chew on it. And what I mean is chewing on the word, I keep thinking about what I wrote and God would have me write it all down. So it's almost like standards. So then I kind of feel like I'm being, it's like a punishment, like a consequence. It's like, look, I really want to get this because I don't want to do this again. Because with anger, when I had to study anger, um, God had me write all these scriptures. I think it was like 20 scriptures or something about anger. And when I was understanding like anger is tied to murder and people who, who are murderers will not inherit the kingdom of God. So me sitting up here being angry and popping off, I'm just as bad as these people I don't like. Like, I'm just as bad as these people who come in for me. And I did not like that. Like, so I was like, I really need to get my life together. But then it was me writing this out. And God told me like, all this writing you're doing, you're going to do it again. If you pop off like that again, we're going to be right back here writing the same exact thing over. So I was like, okay, Abba, like, I don't want to do this again. So it was like all these different things were helping me to stay focused. So it's so important you own what's yours and do something about it. But don't receive the lies. Don't receive the insults and people just saying stuff to knock you off, okay? Because the enemy's nasty like that. The enemy's really nasty and the projection, all that is real. And if you're not guarded, if, if you're not planning these conversations, if you're not asking God to show you what's coming, like potentially you can get caught off. And then that's kind of, at least that would, that's, that's what it was for me. When I wasn't prepared for what was going to come, I fell like fast, right? Or it it just wasn't long before I I snapped. Okay. Because the enemy knew exactly what to press. He knew exactly what to say, even how to say it, okay? Because the condescending people, like how they say stuff to you, like, excuse me, you know, like, (laughs) so that's all. That's all I have for you guys. I pray that this blessed you guys and it helped you guys, just giving you some insight. I don't know everything. So I always encourage people, study more, you know, God showed me even he set boundaries but, uh, with day and night, right? With, with water and land, okay? He set boundaries. So it's the same with us. So we're able to do that and God would honor that. We are of light. Just because we want to be around people who are of light, it doesn't mean anything. Some people really, you kind of got to disown your entire family, Y'all remember, don't quote me, I think Abraham left his family. Some of us are being called to like literally leave what we've all ever known, right? And God's probably going to give you a completely new family. And maybe, look, if God is telling you to not talk to someone for a certain amount of time, that's fine because I have some people on a block list right now. And God said, I don't, I don't want you to talk to them over the phone or anything for this amount of time. After this, then you can, you know, and it, it may not have anything to do with them. It could just be for your protection. Um, I understand it's hard to heal when you're constantly being insulted. 
And so if, if this is somebody you cannot block physically, then you definitely have to do it mentally. So with my husband, when we were not, because I'm just going to give you guys a, an example of someone that you're living with. So with my husband, um, when we were not seeing eye to eye, I knew that I had to check out. Like even though he was living with me, I could not even look at him. Sometimes the instructions were not to even look at him because I would get triggered, right? If I knew like he was going to be in one room, I would go into another one casually. Like I won't make this dramatic scene like I'm out. Like, you know, I would just casually leave, right? The bathroom was probably my my safe place. <laughs> the bathroom and the closet was like my safe place where I could get away from him, but it wasn't before long, you know, when I would have to see him again. And so the Bible stayed open, right? Gospel music in my in my ear. I would have headphones on and just play music and it just staying in worship and staying in God's presence and really it was it was that and re- you just got to figure out what it is all that you need to do that will help you but this is what helped me i looked forward to the evenings i looked forward to him leaving work listen when 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 you get the place to yourself enjoy that suck it all up okay even if so sometimes because i needed to stay busy i would chill during the day when he was gone and when he came home then i started doing laundry then i started cooking because i needed to stay busy because i didn't want to be involved with him that's how you can set boundaries um mentally um checking out he would probably he would say certain things to me even and this is a thing even if he was saying sweet nothings to me, um, I got tired of the back and the forth and the back and the forth and we cool, then we not, then we cool, then we not. We love each other, we don't. We marry, divorce. Like I got so tired of it. Like even when he was saying sweet things, I would just let it go through one ear and out the other. Like I would not let it touch my heart. And I told myself how I did it's like, okay, let's see tomorrow. Sure enough, like, you know, it wouldn't last long before... Um, I noticed certain things with him or we would argue or have like a disagreement or something. It wasn't long. So it was like keeping myself separated. There's a boundaries. Um, what else? I wouldn't do intimate things with him as much as I missed it. And listen, it wasn't perfect. There are times where I cracked, okay, under pressure. Where I was like, you know what? whatever. And God showed me really me doing that was me put make like making myself a sacrifice. I was literally doing a thing where it's like I it was a um yeah, like sabotage. God was speaking a sabotaging spirit like Bree, all this work that you've done, you're willing to throw that away just for a day with this man and it could be us hanging out watching movies, eating good food, having sex and all that stuff. And then it would just dwindle out again. And then we're back at being mad. Now, look, I know for me, ladies, when we have sex, we're emotionally attached. So I'm over here opening my heart and, and my body, right? And all this stuff and just to get hurt and broken again. So it took self-control. Like if he asked, oh, hey, you want to watch this movie with me? No. Hey, you want to go for a walk? No. Like wisdom. It just wasn't time yet. You know, it had nothing to do with me hating him. God knew I, I loved him. He just annoyed me. 
he annoyed the heck out of me because of how he would move and operate. But it wasn't that. So it's not you not being a Christian because the enemy would say, you not being a Christian, you know, the see fake Christian unforgiveness. No, it's wisdom. And shoot, even if it is, if you're hurt, yeah, I need to heal, bruh, before we do anything else. Can I heal? Like, listen, is there's nothing worse than being hurt, you know, and you and your spouse going through it and you got this man on top of you and you angry, like you're hurt, you're broken and I've done it and just crying. You're not even enjoying this. You like, why am I even doing this? So, I mean, that's the real, some of us just need to hurt. So there's nothing wrong with setting these boundaries. These boundaries aren't forever. I mean, if God's going to restore your marriage or however I'll say for marriages, I know it's not forever. These are just times when we need separation and I need to heal and you need to heal. God was showing me like in the spirit, he was showing like me and my husband were like on timeout kind of thing. Like you go sit in this corner, you go sit on this corner because when we came together, it was toxic. And it's toxic because it's either we're super good or we're super bad. It was never like a middle. And so God needed to heal me in that. And I just needed to focus on my healing. However he saw it or however he felt, that was not my concern. I knew what God was saying and I knew what was going to happen if I opened myself up or if I let my boundaries down too soon, okay? So look, however God leads you, it's so important that you do that. The more practice that you do, staying occupied. And I say to heal, find your purpose. Heal, find your purpose. When you find your purpose, start working on it. Even if you can't, if, if you can't physically do it, write it down make plans, make a blueprint of things that ideas that you have, like stay busy, really. Um, And not like a distraction. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. Don't get distracted, you know, because we definitely need to heal. I know a lot of people think, okay, me and my husband are getting a divorce or me and my wife, we're not seeing eye to eye. So I'm gonna start working on this business. Like, Yes and no, right? Making sure that you are grieving and healing and processing, you're dealing with where you are. Um, I know somebody, and this is what God showed me. I knew somebody who got cheated on. She got a divorce. She jumped into a relationship. And God told me that that relationship isn't going to last because she didn't even take the time to heal. She didn't even take the time to like deal with everything that happened in the marriage and what worked up to even the divorce. So it's like jumping from one thing to another is like avoidance. And God doesn't want us to avoid the healing that we need, right? It's so important that we acknowledge where we are. We let God shine light on the brokenness, on the wounds, and we let him do the work. We partner up with him by being obedient. And then, you know, if he's leading you to to start doing things because for me, my healing was, um, writing my book, my very first book. It was, yeah, it's like when God journaling and my journal turned into a book. So, I mean, whatever the case is, it's just making sure you are healing. That is, 
that is something that I really want you guys to get. And we heal when we set boundaries, okay? So that's all I got for you guys. Oh, that was over an hour. <laughs> this is a long one, but I love you guys. You guys be blessed. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for supernatural strength to set boundaries. God, I pray that you will make it so practical for each and every one of us where we can do it. God, help us to um, focus on you. Help us to keep turning our pain or giving our pains to you, um, giving the disappointments to you, God, and even the uncertainty. God, some of us don't even believe that we can do this because we're so used to how things have been. So I thank you, Father God, that you are breaking the pattern. I thank you, Father God, that you are breaking the cycles, these demonic patterns and cycles, God, and you are bringing the new in Jesus' mighty name. We we receive it with open arms. We pray, God, that you will have your way and God, that you would just comfort our spirits. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. So yeah, that's all I got. I pray that y'all receive that. And y'all know that you guys are being prayed over um, all the time. Like I literally pray all the time. Can I tell y'all, for those, for those who don't know, some of y'all know, but I used to not like praying. My prayers used to be so simple and short because it's just, I just didn't like to pray. But like now I see that had to been the enemy in some way, like my flesh or something, because your girl's called to pray. I'm called to be a prayer warrior. (laughs) So that's what I do. Like I go in for y'all. So know that you are covered um, in Jesus name. And yeah, that's all I got for you guys. So I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Love you guys. Bye.